What's up, uglies, and welcome back to Something Challenge Related. What am I doing in the house with these people? It's time to just bring the Barbie Beast back. Killer Cam is out now. I'm ready. Today, I'll be breaking down episode 11 of the challenge, Double Agents, an inconvenient goof. Another apt episode title because it was inconvenient of MTV to make me watch a 90-minute episode that didn't feature an elimination, and goofy of Lolo to quit the competition after taking 70% of the screen time. Can y'all tell that I loved this episode? <laughs> Keep in mind, there will be spoilers ahead, and with that, let's dive right in. I'm pretty sure that Gabby and Devin did not tell Amber B and Darrell that they were going into the crater. Gabby definitely was like, bam, Barbie, suck your skull, bitch. So we re-enter headquarters with Amber B celebrating her gold skull win. That's the fourth member of the Big Brother Alliance to secure her skull. Say what you want about these nerds, as will I, but they have set themselves up pretty well so far this season. Big T is chatting with Amber B, and she seems to, I guess we can just call her Amber now, right? I don't know, is that going to be confusing? Anyways, she just seems to be playing both sides of this conflict right now because we also see her later chatting with Gabby. She's working her angles right now with these rookie girls, and I think she's learning from her past two seasons. You know, you got to politic, you got to wiggle your way around, so get it, Big T. So she's hyping up Amber for getting her skull, while also allowing Gabby to confide in her about how frustrated she is that Amber's reacting so poorly to being blindsided. Then y'all, again. We have a speak of the devil situation and Amber walks into the room while Big T and Gabby are talking about her. These doors close! <laughs> close the doors! Y'all can jump out of a helicopter, but you can't close a fucking door? Oh, they literally, these people. So Gabby is continuing to really beat herself up for not sending herself into the crater. CT and Devin are comforting her, referencing their rookie mistakes. You know, like CT punching half of the challenge cast, or Devin getting purged out in his second season ever. You know, just examples. <laughs> then we see Nani curve Josh hard. Y'all, watching Gabby curve Fessy, the Nani clock Josh, this gives me so much life in 2021. This is the energy that we needed. <laughs> so then we get what is to become one of two recurring plot lines in this episode, and that's CT training Big T. He realizes his entire challenge career is built on striking fear into his opponent's hearts, so that he doesn't have to go into the elimination, which this season is a disadvantage. So to get himself down there, he's going to need to win a daily. And so him and Big T have these cute little like trading montages. He's throwing stuff at her. She's balancing. She's getting electrocuted. I'm like, yes, this is like an off-brand Rocky. And so for those of you who have been seeing the previews, there's definitely some CT and Big T beef coming up in the coming weeks. And that's just going to break my heart. But right now I'm living the fantasy and I'm okay with that. The second recurring plot point is also set up in this introduction section. Lolo is feeling frustrated that she's being blocked out of elimination. People are starting to speculate if she plans on quitting. Honestly, after watching her performance in the Smuggle Run Challenge, which was subpar at best, I really don't see her standing out in a final. And if that's the case, if I was the double agent, I would try to use her to take out another big final threat. I mean, throw Casey in there and then have Lolo trounce her. It's a win-win because someone like Casey is going to smash the final, but would have a really tough time against Lolo in an elimination. Just some food for thought. For today's mission, we have to grab onto a rope that is hanging from the helicopter. We have to drop into a drop zone and swim to the platform and hit the buzzer. This is just like the action movies. So today's challenge is called airlift. Players are going to start by standing on the very front of a speedboat, and then a helicopter is going to swoop in with two ropes. And the goal is to jump off the boat and hold onto the rope for as long as you can until the drop zone. Once you drop, it's a swimming race to the floating platform. The pair with the fastest time becomes this week's double agents. And, Corey, 
for the 80th time this season, <laughs> is sitting out given his status as a rogue agent. Also, were any of the rest of y'all wondering if anyone's gonna get hit by the speedboat? I kept having these, like, visions of the contestants jumping forward toward the rope and missing, and then just getting run over. I'm not gonna lie, I was getting a little bit stressed out. First they had them wrestling on the trucks, now they're jumping in front of moving boats. The challenge is really wild in this season. So, a handful of teams manage to complete this mission. Casey and Leroy make fantastic time, as do Cam and Kyle and Amber B and Darrell. Y'all, these are the teams to watch. These are the teams that you want out of the game before the final. I mean, I personally don't because I love them all, but if I was a competitor in watching performances like this, kind of like what I mentioned earlier, this is a team I would try to get out using Nam and Lolo, or another person who's really good in eliminations. Speaking of these strong teams staying together, <laughs> Kyle is really worried right now, not just about his gold skull, but keeping Cam as a partner, as any sane person would. <laughs> I would commit soft murder just to keep Cam as my partner in this season. So, this is really his primary motivation to win, not just to protect his skull, but so that someone doesn't steal her, especially with the guy's elimination coming up. So Nam and Lolo also manage to finish this challenge, but she loses her shoe in the process, question mark, and is incredibly frustrated with her performance, which is honestly maybe an understatement. <laughs> but they did finish, and I didn't think they do that poorly. I don't know if the editing made them look better than they actually were, and that's why they were so frustrated, but overall it was a solid showing. Nam also mentions his back again, and I definitely feel like a medical DQ is coming, but I'm really holding out hope. So the only other team to finish this was, in a huge twist, Big T and CT. <laughs> Not only do they finish, but they absolutely smash it. Big T hangs onto that rope like she's flying over a pool of lava, and even manages to outswim CT. We later learned that she was on swim team in high school, but didn't mention it because she didn't want to set any unrealistic expectations about her abilities. Big T, if you're listening, you should set all the unrealistic expectations you want because you just keep smashing this shit. So, <laughs> Shifting to people who are not meeting expectations, the rest of the teams. <laughs> so Josh, in a classic Josh move, tries to grab Nani's rope after missing his own. That throws her rhythm off, and even though she did manage to grab it, she is literally flung off the side of the boat. I mean, I'm talking flung like when she was flung by Melissa in last season's Off With Your Heads elimination. Nani is beating herself up, but girl, you really didn't do anything wrong here. That image of Josh on the back of the jet ski, I was crying. That's literally me being taken into 2021 after assuming the pandemic would be done by now. So Devin gives Josh shit up the wazoo, but you know, then goes with Gabby and they do the exact same thing. I mean, literally. Sure, Devin didn't try to steal Gabby's rope, but not a huge improvement. This, boys and girls, is what we call instant karma. <laughs> I really thought Josh and Nani were going to kill Devin. Like, full-on, first-degree murder, Josh and Nani are thrown behind bars. <laughs> Anissa and Fessy have the same fate. I mean, she drops off that rope, in her own words, like a turd. <laughs> like a turd being slowly plopped into a toilet. Y'all know Fessy is out here getting so frustrated, or in his words, frustrated. Don't think I didn't miss that, Fessica. So after three DQs, a missing shoe, and Devin and Josh's 90th fight of the season, we learn that today's challenge winners are none other than Big T and CT. And y'all, I was so stoked. We're gonna get to see CT back on an elimination. We're gonna see Big T act like the queen she is. We are in for a treat. CT and Big T end up pulling this thing out, and they needed that win so bad. CT wasn't going to even get a shot at getting his skull. Now that he's the double agent, he's in the position of power. Now he can throw himself down there, and now he can go get his gold skull. So as this week's double agent, CT is doing that weird thing where he kind of skulks around people's rooms. He wants Josh, who he keeps calling the goof, <laughs> because he thinks he's going to be the easiest to beat of the current gold skull holders, at least with Devin as one of his closest allies, and not someone he really wants to go against. So before the party igloo, Big T, this week's double agent and fun police chief, <laughs> looks stunning. The hair, the shades, the look, wow, her power, whew. And then CT was also there. 
So Big T has our iconic VIP section set up. We get some slow motion shotgunning, some flip cup. Y'all, this looks like a blast. I'm like, wow, what a life this must be. Meanwhile, here I am having not left my couch in the last 72 hours. So Leroy and Nani are continuing their political power dynamic, and I'm going to make it a point to call this out every episode. Nani, Leroy, and Cam. Those are my three that I'm fucking riding for this season. There are certainly others I'd be happy with winning and others that I like, but those are my three, y'all. So the biggest conflict of the night is between Devin and Gabby. I know, shocking. Devin, in another conflict, after drinking. <laughs> so he's trying to get Amber to vote with them, and Gabby does not like that he's acting all buddy-buddy with her after she's been going all around the house complaining about Gabby blindsiding her. I mean, I'm kind of with Devin on this one. Gabby, y'all are partners, you're not married, and he's just politicking. You know Devin is literally a slime ball. Like, he's going to do whatever he can to avoid that elimination floor. And so, I don't know why she's taking it so personally. Probably alcohol. So politically, the centerfold of this section is Josh versus Devin. CT wants Josh, but this Big Brother alliance begins making move against Devin, hoping that CT still chooses to throw himself in and weaken their side of the numbers. The spotlight is really starting to fixate on Darrell. He has some OG loyalty to the vets like CT, but a connection to Big Brother with his partner Amber. And unlike some of these other pairings, these two have been riding hard for each other all season, so it does make a little bit more sense to me. But given the numbers breakdown, it looks like Darrell's vote is going to be instrumental in the outcome of the next deliberation. Yeah, I've spoken with CT. Um, he's asked for Josh. I think it's no secret that it's either Josh or me. Obviously, you've been a member. You guys have been working the whole game. So I think that him trying to save you and trying to come for me, it's just protecting his numbers. I've played this game where I've been loyal to people. I've been pretty honest. And the people that I've given my word to, I've stuck to that this far into the game. I'm very confident that I can trust those people that you're going to be the one going down. So Josh and Devin spend today's deliberation giving jabs at one another. And by giving jabs, I mean Devin makes a strong political argument, and Josh is just kind of like, I have lots of friends. <laughs> Sweet. Sweet, Josh. I really don't mean to poke so much fun at him. He's, he seems like he's got a big heart, but it's just so easy. I can't help it. Okay, so Devin is playing the layup card hard. He is saying that he is an easy win for CT, and for those without skulls, they're giving up an easy opportunity to get their own. And those with skulls may become more vulnerable, since CT will basically be taking Devin's place as a skull holder. So if you look at where you are in the power rankings now, <laughs> you're more than likely going to get bumped down a slot. He says him and Anissa are the IT people in the van, not the field agents. Y'all, I can't lie, if Devin leaves, I'm really going to miss this commentary. So Josh is trying to make the argument that politically, there's no incentive to switch, because if CT and Devin both stay in this game, they'll eventually start to come for the other side, which is actually a little bit of a stronger argument than his initial I have friends situation. Then Anissa calls Darrell all the way out. That was a power move right there. She's like, Darrell, what do you think? All eyes on you, bitch. <laughs> So, he kind of gives a non-answer, which really leaves things up in the air as we head into the vote. So in our voting montage, we see people split down the line pretty obviously. I would say the biggest switch-up is Lolo turning on the Big Brother Alliance after feeling betrayed last week, and then also Cam and Leroy perceivably voting for Lolo and Nam, which I take it are burn votes. I guess because their partners Casey and Kyle are on different sides of the line, but I'm curious to see if that's going to rub some people the wrong way. If that gets out, or if they were maybe open about burning their votes, so I don't know. So Big T- so, so Big CT gets the scoop. And, yo, when, whenever the episode focuses on Big T and CTA, I have such a hard time saying their names. Jesus Christ. Devin and Gabby receive the most votes, with Darrell swinging with the Big Brother Alliance. Look, y'all know I'm big on loyalty, but CT has been anything but loyal this season, so I really don't fault Darrell for watching his own back. CT has turned on so many of his close allies, like Ashley or Tori, kind of one after the other, and he's only mad now because he just needed Darrell. He would have done the exact same thing to Darrell. The situation was flipped. From what it sounds like, though, CT does still plan on throwing himself in. He doesn't want to miss an opportunity to get a skull, and I agree with that decision. It is a numbers game, but people are going to try to keep blocking CT, and Devin will be an easy win, so I would say that's the move. 
We end this section with the inevitable, Lolo quits. And I'm bummed, honestly, I would have loved to see her down in the sand, and despite her being literally cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, it was fun having an Olympian compete alongside all of our faves. I don't blame her per se, I don't know, I'm honestly torn. Training for the Olympics is a big deal, but that feels like a cop-out right now, and the real reason is she was just frustrated with her performance. She did take some accountability, saying she realized it's on her too for not winning a daily or politicking well, but I don't know, what a disappointment. After so much build-up all season to have it end like this, that's what I'm upset with above all else. Not her necessarily, but the fact we won't see her finish what she started. And it actually was a little cute when she was like, I know how y'all cheer on eliminations, I better see you cheering on the sidelines of the Olympics, and they all kind of hugged. I really do live for those sweet moments. So Nam is now also rogue, and that puts him in a bit of a tough spot because it might block him from competing in the next men's elimination. Alright, Gabby and Devin, you guys have been talking about it. What? What's this mean? Does that mean all the fellows are going down? Does that mean all the ladies are going down? My heart drops to my feet because I have no idea what this means. My anxiety is going into a straight panic. So the crater section is light this week because, well, it basically didn't happen. <laughs> We do see that the Peter Pan elimination seems to be what's up, and the rest of the house does learn that Devin and Gabby were the house vote, but before we can get anything else, TJ announces that there's a security breach, and that ends the episode. As much as I hate a cliffhanger, the challenge got me good with this one because I am dying to know what happens next. I'm wondering if they're going to bring in another replacement since Lolo quit, and that's the fifth? Yeah, fifth person to leave the game this season outside the crater, or if it's going to be some sort of alternative elimination, or a mercenary, or a purge, and I cannot wait to find out, honestly. So this episode didn't give us a ton of new information politically outside of continuing to deepen that line in the sand between Big Brother and what is now just kind of the rest of the house, although it does look like some of our challenge faves, like Cam, Nani, Leroy, and Darrell, are kind of slyly working with Big Brother or kind of trying to skirt down the middle, but it's really been a little unclear throughout. So anyways, let's head into today's award ceremony. For those of you who are new to the show, I give out four awards each episode. Worst moment, best moment, quote from the goat, and player of the episode. The worst moment for me was ending the episode without an elimination. Y'all are really telling me you couldn't fit an elimination into a 90 minute episode? Y'all are goofy. <laughs> so for today's best moment, I'm actually kind of counting an aggregate of the little moments as like the one best moment. From the games that they were playing in the Ravigloo, to CT supporting Big T, to the challengers having a tender moment with Lolo before she leaves, this episode did do a really good job of giving us a peek behind the curtains of the humanity behind what is really otherwise just kind of total chaos. <laughs> For best quote, I'm gonna go with the Lolo moment as well, the I see how hard you cheer on the sidelines of the crater, I better see you down there at the Olympics. As annoying as she was this season, and as frustrated as I am with the outcome of her plotline, this was a really warm moment of the episode for me that I just really enjoyed. And then for player of the episode, y'all know it's my girl Big T. <laughs> Every time Big T is given screen time, she steals the show. I feel like the producers either give her center stage or they just forget that she's competing on the season. But today is certainly a steal of the show performance. From conquering her fears to win a tough daily, I mean, she beat Darrell and Amber B and Cam and Kyle and Casey and Leroy, damn, to another flamboyant display of power. I absolutely love Big T and really hope she is a new challenge staple. Also, Lolo called this daily the hardest thing she's ever done physically, and Big T beat her, so by that logic, she could be an Olympian, right? Big T, I'm happy to train you. Honorable mention this week goes to CT. Okay, 
I know the producers are obviously setting us up for what is going to be an epic betrayal that is going to break my heart and I'm very proactively upset about, but he does get honorable mention in this fantasy of a solid partnership because he really is so supportive. From training her to his constant encouragement, I'm a big fan. And then also to Nam, um, all the way through to the end, Nam was very patient and encouraging with Lolo, and the fact he was still a little upset to see her leave after all they've been through really shows the heart this man has. Y'all, I cannot wait to see how this all unfolds. This security breach, the last woman's skull, that next challenge that looks absolutely crazy. We are shaping up for a great second half of this season. So, as always, take care of yourself. Hopefully, we'll see you in the future, all right?